0: Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Room for Both podcast. We are Nicole and Meredith, longtime friends, who decided to start this podcast to create a safe space to process the gray areas of life. Sometimes we'll have strong opinions, mostly, we'll have a lot of questions. At the end of the day, we want this to be a conversation that leaves room for both for going deep and keeping it light, for funny and serious. Our hope is that by dialoguing in such an intentional and inclusive way, we can learn and grow and just get a better sense of how much we're all just in this together. Hey, Jeff here. Before we jump into Mayor's deconstruction story, a quick word, there is some language in this episode, so just a heads up on that. Also, Nicole and I made it across the pond. We are here in London, we are getting settled. I'm sure there will be more to um, to come on that from Nicole in further episodes. But for now, Mare has her cashews in hand and we hope you enjoy this episode. Now we're going to move into the more meaty part of the show that we're calling Processing Out Loud. This is the portion of the podcast where we're going to dive into topics we've been thinking about or wrestling with and really just invite you along for the journey. What was the impetus um, that sort of started the deconstruction process for you?
1: Hmm. Well it's it's hard in my brain there's an obvious one but but I'm also trying to consider were there other things because
0: I had a like a whole lead up journey. right right yeah. right right which yeah. you know
1: all of our deconstruction stories are gonna look different totally. and all that jazz so totally. hmm I will say this i I'm just gonna kind of <laughs> wordsmith some things together and again if I have blind spots or if I'm not making sense just Jump on in Clarifying. and clarify and ask questions and all that, Jess. Um, I would say for the last five years, I have been on what I would consider a deconstruction journey where the faith and structures in that particular faith that I once had, um, mm, I wouldn't say no longer served me. That's not a, I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would say it that way, but they have been reshaped and. Um, are being reshaped maybe, or, or I don't know, maybe just dying altogether. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, so maybe I'll say it this way. My faith now and, and, and sort of where I am as a person of faith now is I would submit different from the person of faith that I was maybe in my adolescence, And in college and in my young to mid-20s, I would submit that I have more space for things and an Mm -hmm. ever-growing amount of space for things to belong. Um, Things that I can't make sense of, things that... At one point I might have scoffed at I Mm. might have put my arm up against Or my hand you know so I don't have room for that That's not even you know I don't know that I Would have listened to Richard Roar A couple of years ago because I didn't I just thought I disagreed with some things of Catholicism, didn't didn't take time to study or do anything for my own about it. Sure. I just it didn't feel safe to me. It didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't part within. wasn't part of my worldview. Mm-hmm. I have dear friends who are Catholic. I'm like, hey, that's great for them. That's not necessarily my deal. So I was very respectful about you it. But I have just
0: considered him a teacher, right? Of yours. Because I'm like,
1: I just I, I I don't I don't know what I think about all these. You know, it just it would have felt unsafe. Not not good, bad, wrong or anything. What I'm coming to realize is that for my personality, it was outside of the structure that. I had created deemed a safe, safe yeah deemed safe for my for whatever I needed that to be whatever that basic ego self needed um it's it, always about safety. safety and I had structures built around that so it wasn't necessarily about theology I might have couched it with that because sure. that made me feel superior and well sure. I just don't subscribe and I don't it's like okay you really a handle
0: on right right or, exactly yeah. yeah
1: it's like okay I mean I yeah certainly in my life I have I Self-righteousness has been a constant companion. I I will be the first to admit that. Um, And so in the process of deconstruction, I think that's one of the things that God is slowly, a structure that God is slowly Mm -hmm. and gently breaking in me uh, and showing me areas where I have been. And again, I'm just in a space where I am allowing space for more. Um, Did that happen overnight? No, um, it did not. (laughs) Uh, Sure did not I think damn it I gotta tell that I gotta tell the story um for me I think I started to say what is even what anymore and that's mm-hmm. I kind of threw my hands up in the air because um here's the thing I, I even I, you, you can tell that I'm apprehensive and like struggling to even go here because whatever
0: I you want yeah well go it's not because you want to go and it's not for a
1: lack of not wanting to share it's that It's so heavy that it feels like it just absorbs everything, and I don't want to be too much. That's where I'm like, oh, I don't want to absorb the space. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm having to openly process and go, oh gosh, if I say this, then it just the whole thing becomes about this and. It's a huge part of my journey, but I don't want that to be. I don't. I just don't want it to take up so much space. If that makes sense. Oh my gosh, she just. She just. Um, You're not too much. I love you. She just tossed me her courage key of the giving keys. So that was amazing. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna hold on to it. So uh, five years ago this week, as a matter of fact, my um, baby sister Julia died in a single person car accident. Um, she was 20 years old. I was 26 at the time, and I can remember. When I got the text message, I was just being presented as a new um, staff member at our church.
0: I did not know that. Uh,
1: yep, I had just been presented like on stage as, hey, we've just made this hire this week. So I get back to my chair and I've got text messages from my dad and Mallory that Joya had been in a car accident. Oh. I immediately get up and rush out of the church. And I remember on my way to the car, I'm in like four-inch heels, don't know why, mm. but they're really cool shoes actually. But I haven't worn them since that day incidentally. But mm. um, start rushing out of the church and I say, um no matter what, you're still good. No matter what, you're still good. No matter what, you're still Mm -hmm. good. No matter what, I I didn't have, I had to, I had to speak that. I had to, I didn't even, I, it was just, I was rushing to the car. Um, you know, uh, that was, um, August 4th. So that would have been five days ago, five years ago, three days ago or something like that. Whatever today is, August 8th, four days ago. So that was that Sunday, um, August 4th, 2013. And, six days later of a coma she passed. I mean died, so which obviously was and is immensely painful. I'm 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 delivering it fairly matter of factly, um, but it but it's not. Right. No. And so
0: this was your adored adored baby sister. I mean of I mean, the was whole my family. Life. She's yes. just adored. Yes.
1: She is such a and was, light. Yes, like, yes. To all the light of my yes. life, to be sure. And, yes. and I would say that if she was sitting here now, not, not just because she's gone. No. I mean, just the light of my life. So, um and, and the light of all, all of our lives. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not talking about everybody. I'm talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she was the light of my life, 100%. So, all that to say, you want to talk about a blow? I was going to say. I, what do you believe about God then? I, I I'm telling you, Nicole, in the hospital, I'm trying. And I'm... I'm an avoider by nature. I get into, um, I just couldn't even, I couldn't even enter into the level of pain that my body was experiencing. I also take on a lot of of that kind of responsibility for the family for and just kind of bear. Yep. Yeah, a lot of emotion for everyone. And so, or, I, anyway, so all that to say, um, that week happens, and I am I am just coming out of, uh, grad school in D.C. where I attended a charismatic church that was like, let's believe God for great things. We're going to pray about this yes. and pray circles around yes. it and, you know, all, I, I was fully believing in her complete healing and resurrection. Yes. They could have given me the grimmest news and I was yeah. like, Guys, God no, heal this. absolutely not, heal this. not the God we serve. Hello. Does anybody mm. praying for a miracle? I'm like, we got to get the hands on her, on the door, yeah. prayer chains. I mean, I was yeah. like, no, this is going like, to, to the point yeah. that like, I don't know that I've laughed so much in a week because I, I, mm. well, there was a lot of grace for, and the people who walked us through that journey and i'm not i'm not here to talk about julia's death week but what i will say is of course there was there was i was scared shitless of her dying i mean i didn't know how to wrap my brain around that fear i was i was holding on to god like people holding on to the back of a ski boat not yeah. wanting to like i mean i was not letting go yeah. until the, the fat lady sang I was well like, and
0: i can imagine the you in college who I mean, God's been a part of your world since you were, like you said, elementary yeah, school, kid, middle yeah. school, and in a way of like, I do all the things yes. that I'm supposed to do. Yes. I know all the scripture. Yes. Like you had this construct of yes. God. And in my mind, I could almost imagine you thinking, okay, it's prayer time. Yep. This is what we do. Yes. God can heal this. 100%. Like it 100%. was almost like, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth no, at you all, know me, but I fair. could sense like, it still felt like things were in control oh, yeah. because that's the relationship that you had with God. Yeah, so it
1: was formulaic. And it was like, Lord, and I, I remember being beside her bed and Mallory and I were trying to look for scriptures of healing. We couldn't find, it's like we were, it's like my brain went to mush. And it's like, if you asked me to spell it, you know, in the moment, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, But like, we're, we're flipping through our Bible. I had one of my friends overnight my Bible to me because it was, because I just left everything. So mm-hmm. like overnight my Bible to me, we're flipping through scripture we are only coming across like real tough passages about like death. We're like, wait, no, why is this? No, 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 no. So we have to put it away. I I, ref- I can't. I mean, I just could not conceive of anything else happening yeah. but Julia being completely resurrected to yeah. life. Couldn't believe, couldn't yeah. fathom it. So when she died, I don't. N- I still held on to even for gosh, a year and a half, maybe two year, year and a half, two years after her death, I was still holding on to heralding, and if not, he is still good. Got it. I was, mm. I was tight. Fist, I would not let my theology go at all because I couldn't stand what it would feel like to be unsafe inside of a faith construct that had I had believed protected me and kept me safe for so long. So, and I think I'm just not coming to realize that in this moment. So, okay, <laughs> so like I was writing blogs. I am am ministering to people. Like I am just like miss or, or or I not to my family. I couldn't I couldn't engage in a vulnerable way with my family. Okay. And and with some people who were very close to me, but when it came to the periphery, this is how I am, right? Like yes, I can't engage in a vulnerable way. Easier. Yeah, but if I could do it behind a computer screen, which there's no shame in that, right away, like that, right, literally, W R I T E away, do what your heart desires. But I was. Um, thinking I had to be this like big sister of what Mm -hmm. it looks like to suffer well and to still believe that God is good, even in the midst and what an honor it would be. I still like roll my eyes at this blog post that I wrote. It's tender and lovely and it's who I was at the time. And so I want to bless her and honor her. But like, what? I I, I considered it a joy and honor that God would call me into the Mm -hmm. wilderness of this season. It's like, no, you fucking took my sister away. Yeah, like, that's how I feel pissed. now. I'm like, yeah, like, uh, no, nothing, like, none of this is ever worth it to me. Yeah. Thanks, though. <laughs> like, I'd rather yeah. have my sister back. So, yeah.
0: anyway. um. So do you feel like you had a relationship go- with God in that time? Or you went on, like, autopilot mode of what you've always done because that's all you knew to do? Or, like, talk, how did it talk it me through your relationship with God through that season sure. of... Just getting in go mode, ministering to other people, trying to suffer well, quote unquote. Right. Versus your relationship with God now. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So I didn't allow anything to unravel. I thought I did. Um to the degree that I could, I did. I mean, I was very mm-hmm. honest and I was and I still expressed some anger and I expressed disbelief. I like there's parts in scriptures and I can't remember where they are now where um, I believe they're in Psalms where it talks about like my enemies are mocking me basically because you, Lord, didn't come through for me. And that's how I felt. I Ugh. felt like because I was believing for this miracle that it I look like, look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I Yeah, I look like a fool. So Ugh. where were you? So I had those conversations, but I would always revert back to like, but you're still good. I have to believe. But I will say this. I felt nothing from God that entire season. I didn't have any. I was reaching out reaching out like mm. day in and day out. i mean i was miss she reads truth i was listening to oceans mm. on freaking repeat i was like get, i mean i was pious in my devotion right like mm. coming before i mean anyway just constantly reaching out um and just felt like nothing and i'm like fuck this man that would so, piss me off yeah, even more yeah so So then I'm like, just keep turning. It became about works for me. Just keep turning to him. Just keep turning. Believe for these things. God, you're good. All these things, right? I mean, I was was eventually like the creative director at our church and like programming service at small church, like, you know, but programming services around all these things and like leading in this space. Wow. And I'm having to, I didn't know it. I thought that I had this spiritual maturity because I wouldn't let go of these particular constructs. I just wouldn't. I was like, no, God is good, damn it. And we will praise in spite of these things, damn it. Like there was a very much this like self, not not righteous, just this indignance, this stubbornness. Like, no, I will not let this theology go. I Mm. will not get so mad at you that I turn my back on you. I will not. Um, But then... About uh, two years later, we were living in San Antonio. We had moved there to San Antonio, um, and I was on Instagram, and I saw a post by somebody who I kind of know on the periphery. She wouldn't really know who I am, but she was talking about, I forget what it was now. She had lost um, two husbands, so she knew a thing about grief, right? Right um and I think now she kind of uses that platform and does it beautifully and serves widows and particularly widows Mm -hmm. with children and all this stuff it's it's lovely it's beautiful but she has a different personality type than mine right and she um grieves grieves differently and I think I I think I was on Instagram and I read something from her and it pissed me the hell off because it made it seem like it was all worth it Mm -hmm. and I'm like Absolutely not. Never. Don't come at me with that shit. And I mm-hmm. think at that point, I just said, fuck it. Like, I will not engage in this. Mm-hmm. I will not pretend like this is easy. Mm-hmm. I will not pretend like this is worth it because God is somehow almighty and he's just so good and gives us our every. No. And this I will re-
0: never say that. Right. I will never say it was worth right. it. So right. that's what I need to say. Like, right. it's not I'm not happening. doing it. It's like, not I'm not happening.
1: signing up for that bullshit. So yeah. at that point, I, ca- I kind of called my own BS. Like, that mm-hmm. trick, it like flipped a switch to me that I was like, nope, not, it's actually not okay. Mm. It's actually not worth it. So, because at this point too, I was exhausting myself. Like scripture is everywhere. I'm journaling. I'm listening to worship music. I'm doing the blog posts. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mary, you're just so strong. And can you believe her sister just died? And I'm just like thinking I have to be this big sister. And honestly, probably have been conditioned to, um, be this spiritual leader like from oh. my youth group days oh, from my yeah. camp counselor days oh, all yeah. these
0: things conditioned to be a leader in this space and have it together so then when you're faced with grief and and like essentially your world falling apart or oh, a big part of it it's like my you don't, world like what does it yeah what does that
1: look right. like at that point i remember in San Antonio, i was like no so i I stopped reading the scripture. I prayed because I'm a communicator. So I'm like, well, Lord, your scripture confuses the hell out of me. I think you're kind of a hard ass if we're honest. I think your apostle Paul's kind of a hard ass. Jesus, you scare me, um, particularly Matthew 7. I'm like, I don't know what to make of this. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Am I actually going to heaven one day? I'm scared shitless of you. I was, Nicole, I would be waking up at like 4 a.m. begging God, like I was so scared that I was not going to heaven. Where is this fear coming from? Things were unraveling in me like every morning around that time. I was like, Lord, please, Lord, please. And I I found myself wrestling and begging God for peace, for reassurance, for salvation. Like, wow, at that point, I've been a Christian for nearly 15 years. Like, you would think that I would know. No, no. So.
0: Well, and it sounds like this whole concept of salvation, heaven and hell, mm. all of this was a huge part then of. Mm -hmm of how you believed about God. And so that then led to fear of like, Oh yeah. Well, great. Now that I don't believe this. Yes. What
1: is, what is actually true? And so I went, I sort of just said, I can't do it. And now I will say I never, I haven't had the experience where I've turned my back on my faith. I've just distanced myself. Like I've had a, 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 it's complicated, you know, if you will, kind of relationship Mm -hmm. with,
0: with God. And then, um, are you still going to church? Like, what does that look like tangibly? Was I? I know
1: I was going to Austin Stone a lot when I was living in San Antonio. So you're still searching. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still turning towards. But there there were times where I would go and I was like, I don't believe this shit. Or I would be like, no, not. Like, I was very kind of getting to a place of raw honesty. Mm -hmm. Just like, no. Um, And even now I struggle with churches because I'm like, I feel like. I feel like I'm at vacation Bible school for adults. Like, please don't talk down to me Mm and make me feel like this is just all this wonderful program. I just Mm -hmm. just feel like like, like I'm a kid and you're ushering me through this weird experience. So um, anyway, all that to say, I I think through various kind of life circumstances and, and unravelings, I think once I was able to get really honest, I... Stayed honest. So I stayed engaged with God. I just had to put away all of my resources and just get vertical, if you will, and just get into like, yeah, well, I'm doing the best I freaking can, Lord. And if this mm-hmm. means that you send me to hell, I, it, and it, he's not going to, right? But like, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. So I just started getting kind of at, like, you want to talk about attitude? Like, 13 year old me mm-hmm. just started to come out. Like, I just had an attitude. I felt mm-hmm. so insecure, so unsafe. So that relationship, that that communication, rather, kind of stayed constant, and then I would say that um, had a just a, a trying twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, and um, that ushered in a lot of vulnerability. It ushered in just needing help and guidance, and um, and I think through I, I don't know I think through those just some of those needs that arose in my spirit like i was provided with resources that were like a balm to a wounded mm-hmm. soul and i will say around that time is when like i was going to i was living with kate um scott was deployed in south korea so i was living with kate um which was amazing but we she goes to a church in houston called ecclesia um pretty early on into my living with her we went one sunday night and Um, I loved it because they always do the Eucharist and there's just something so Mm -hmm. elemental about Mm -hmm. that. And so um, really appreciated that church. It just, I don't know, it was, it was healing to me, but we heard Jonathan Martin and he was so, I had never in my life, I mean, he was so vulnerable, so approachable, so honest. And I'm like, who is this guy? Mm. So I started listening to podcasts by him and I'm telling you not to give credit just to him. It's the Holy Spirit for sure. sure. But I started be- to become exposed uh, because of my particular needs and because of my honesty and because of my basically what I want to say is this. My thesis became I don't know what's what. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's true. Okay. I don't know what the fuck to think anymore. Okay. Like if this is the God that I thought like excuse me and, and you know people have said, "Well, your God was too small." cool. Of course, of course he was like, that doesn't help me. That feels actually kind of shaming to me. So I'm like, yeah, I got it. But like, mm-hmm. then what, what's what? So I had this kind of like just attitude, but like through the kind almost tone that Jonathan Martin carried and through some other books that I was reading, um, something about white space. I forget what it's called. Bonnie Gray wrote a book. I, I can find it somewhere and link it in the show notes, but um, listening to him listening to his podcast, reading his book. Um, honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I started reading. I don't know why. Oh, I know why. Because my brother-in-law, Ellie's um, husband, Robert, when I was on a long road trip sometime, recommended to me that I listen to The Chronicles of Narnia on Audible. Uh, I listened to the whole thing, bawled my eyes uh, out in, in every single book on my way, kind of in just in the season of transition, mm-hmm. about to move to South Korea again. It's <laughs> just a trying season. So I started reading them. And I'm telling you... God revealed, I almost said himself, himself, herself, the divine spirit, everything was spirit, was revealed to me in such a new, profound, kind, tender way. In the magician's nephew, when Aslan is crying with Diggory about his mom, have you read the magician's nephew? When he is crying with Diggory about Diggory's mom being sick? And, and, and C.S. Lewis describes you, and oh, how does he say it? If I had my phone, I would get the quotes out, but um, basically that you would have thought that Aslan cared more than Diggory himself mm. because of how big Aslan's tears were. Aslan being the lion, if you're not familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia, it is the most In beautiful. representation of the divine. I can't, yeah. it's it's so stunning. That book, on like it cracked me open. Like mm. I'm like, this is who you are lord i just felt this sigh this breath of fresh air this relaxation this oh my gosh you were not against me you didn't do this to me it was
0: never about the rules right it it wasn't about about... the rules
1: you didn't you didn't do this to me you are grieved with me Mm -hmm. you are i don't i can't explain why you allowed julia to be taken i think that it's crock you know, a crock yeah. of shit, Still but I, about it, yeah, yeah, but I, you are so tender and compassionate and you are so with me. And so those reading through the Chronicles of Narnia, particularly the magician's nephew mm-hmm. and, um, Prince Caspian had some stuff in it too. That was just, it cracked me open. Literally. It was such a healing balm for me. I have no other way to decide to say it healing bomb, as was, um, Um, Jonathan Martin and his podcast and just his own kind of faith journey and deconstruction and the language that he put to things and the way that he would describe his relationship with with spirit he as he would say and um, those kinds of voices showed me that I am not alone that it's okay and honestly demonstrated to me God's grace and that he can handle um, any of my heresy any of my anger I mean we hear that but we're too scared. I was too scared to put yes. God to the test. And then I just said, I can't. Yes. I can't pretend anymore. Yes. I'm not going to just, I just can't. You're either big or you're not. You can either handle this or you can't. Like, I can either say the F word with you, God, or I can't, you know? And so yes. being around voices who were doing that and challenging God and, and and falling deeper into their faith because because they felt actually more tenderness. Yeah. Wow. Like, and for the first time I was, not maybe for the first time, but I presently sort of felt and still feel the divine kind of bubble up in my soul in a way that makes me i e i know it's I know it's the spirit of God because I start to tear up or I become very tender to the touch, or I have this like literally this like almost feeling in my soul of like, oh gosh, like that's not of me, I'm not feeling fear around this, I'm not feeling mm. angry or bitter, I just feel like this odd sense of peace, even if it's something hard that the the, the spirit is asking me to do or asking me to reflect on. It's oftentimes things I need to reflect on. I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's just this new kind of awakening and adjustment. So the deconstruction period for me started about five years ago. And I've been fortunate enough to be on a trajectory where there have been voices that have been able to kind of minister to me and that have really helped put language to my experience. Yeah, just put bomb on a very, very wounded um, soul. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I put that in, if I wrapped that up enough to kind of make perfect sense. But. No,
0: he totally did. I guess for anybody who's maybe in the midst of deconstruction, or because I've had friends um, going through deconstruction who have had friends who haven't gone through any sort of deconstruction right, process, like right. almost act like it's easier to doubt. And So, uh, and it's hard for me to even put this to words, but, um, like, I know it's harder. Like, so they've had friends tell them, like, I know it's harder. It's hard to stay in the church and keep your faith alive, but we're worried about you and we're praying mm. for you. And I've had friends respond with like, it is so much harder to be going through what I'm going through. like, I had this whole world view that mm-hmm. made sense to mm-hmm. me, and now that has like fallen away, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know what's what. To your yes. point, yes. I guess so. For somebody who's in that season or feels like like that's where they are or where they're headed, um, I don't know. What would you say about faith now or your concept of the like? Because it, it can feel like. The world is ending, like in mm-hmm. some ways, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm never going to know mm-hmm. what's what. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What would you say as a reflection, like having yes. having been through it? Yes, and, and still
1: going through it very yeah. much so. Um, number one, I would say keep your world small. Um, you you just don't need distractions right now. You don't need anyone saying, well, are you sure? Are, like, are you sure that's what you believe? Well, I'll just believe God for this. Or You don't need anyone quoting scripture to you right now. It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. N-H, folks. Not mm-hmm. helpful. Um, so keep your world small. Um, if people don't understand, that's okay. That's just, it's not theirs to understand right now. And there's no condemnation for them. It's just not, th- those voices are probably not helpful. Um, I can say for me, I have experienced... God's grace as doing for me what I can't do for myself or what I can't find for myself. So giving me, um, providing me rather with resources or having me stumble upon resources, whether it's books or podcasts or, you know, counselors or therapy or whatever, right? Friends that have the same language or have had similar
0: experiences, like whatever it is, there has been provision along the way. Um, That's a really good word because just like... There was an achiever in me in high school who, once I started going to church, like, started defaulting Mm -hmm. to being good, Mm -hmm. right? I think it can be, there's still the achiever Mm -hmm. in me, even in deconstruction, Mm -hmm. that then wants to work at, uh, for me... the language that I would put around it where I am right now is like ego transcendence, right? So it's in, and to me that is uncovering the divine that is within me yep. and um, creating more space mm-hmm. for that and shedding the things that take away from that. Those are all, st- I can still get in the habit of wanting to do that work
1: mm-hmm.
0: by myself mm-hmm. And I think one of the really big lessons that you'll read from like Thomas Merton or Richard Rohr, mm-hmm. any of these folks that talk mm-hmm. about deconstruction, is it is so much less something that you do and so much more something that happens to you the and that God is you. pulling you into and yes. inviting you into. Yes. And yes, are you an active participant? Yes. Uh, but it is so not something that you do to just show or up. for yourself. Or Yeah, and I think that's something that yes. I have to remind myself of constantly. Yes, Because and I'm- I... I get caught up in this, like, idea of what it would mean to, mm-hmm. like, have, you know, transcended my ego and yes. be, like, my true self yes. and in touch with the divinity that is in yes. all of us. And yes. all that's beautiful. That's not something that I, as a human, am going to do. Yeah. You know, by hat. myself. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that Richard Rohr said it is not something that you do. It gets done to you. Yeah. I need that reminder so much because I also can go to a three, an achiever in stress. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and so I can easily get into like, well, what else do I have to do? What how else do I have to, you know, achieve
0: yeah. Make this state of yeah, yeah you know, enlightenment or grace or exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and to understand that it is a process that gets done to you. I would submit because he and she and the divine I don't know how to. Say, I don't know how to say all that yet. Like I'm still learning about yeah. the, all those facets. Yeah. I'm like I don't know how to say this. That's I'm fine. like clunky, you know. Um, yeah, I've lost it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know sorry. what I was trying to say. Um, it gets done <laughs> to you. Um, oh, oh. There is an invitation that you just show up. You know, it's like when Jesus is healing the hand of um, this man mm, with uh, the withered hand. With the withered hand. And he says, show me your hand. So there's this invitation to extend his hand for healing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, there's not, God's not forcing um, himself on you, herself on you. That's not happening. It's this invitation to show up and just go, here I am, like help me to be malleable, help me to empty of myself, help me to remain humble and hungry, for whatever you've got. Where are you in my life? Where are you in this? And as, as my counselor D would say, bring it back into the relationship, bring it back into the relationship. And so
0: I think, yeah, I think that is something that I'm constantly having to remind myself of is it's not about doing something Mm -hmm. like, and and Richard, again, we're going to talk about father Richard a lot, but, um, it's something that we're already participating in, whether or not we, it's right. more a matter yes. of recognizing yes, it exactly. than anything yes, else. Exactly. And then like having that awareness to figure out what it means yes. to exist in that and respond to that and participate yes. in that with awareness yes. rather than just participating in it, which we're all already doing. Yeah,
1: totally. Just yeah. have a little be. And I think here's here's the delineation. Suffering... In any of its forms a grief a loss I don't, I don't just mean a death I just mean a loss of any of, of yeah. identity of desires of whatever any kind of thing you experience in this life if you are conscious to it it will absolutely shake your world or yeah. shape rather sorry yeah. it will shape your world if you allow it to yeah some things are unavoidable right like yeah. some things are going to shape your world whether you want them to or not yes. interestingly enough for me even after a horrible tragedy, it took me two years to really start to unravel. Right, yeah. so we have to be ready for it, or yeah. or, or 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 willing. We can to, engage. to avoid, yes, or we, like
0: any other number of yes. words you want to put in yes. there. Right,
1: totally. Um, but su- yeah. but but a suffering of some kind is what um moves you past the threshold. Like it is yeah. what it is. What leads to deconstruction, Yeah. if you allow it. And the, the, the thing is this, deconstruction is for our freedom. It is for us to live the way that we were intended to yes. live as reflections of divine love. Yes. Like it is for freedom that Christ set us free, yeah. just for freedom's sake. That's it, freedom's sake, right? So, deconstruction, it's not, you know, if I would have heard this podcast three years ago, I'd have been like, I, I mean, I have been scared of suffering since, and you remember this from college. I was debilitated, like nauseous, yeah. couldn't sleep, freaked out, anxiety all the time, just scared of suffering. I was scared Scott was gonna yeah. die. I was scared somebody was gonna die. Turns out somebody close to me did. I mean, it was ridiculous. I'm like, okay. So, anyway, my point is, if I would have heard this three years ago, any any kind of any kind of message that has ever been my has ever been sent my way of suffering's coming, I'm like <laughs> I, can't, I, can't. I get so scared. I get so scared. And I'm not saying that like the worst thing in the world's gonna happen. That's not what I'm saying. I have no idea, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is that it would stand a reason that structures breaking or a deconstruction is often the result of some shit hitting the fan however it manifests and if we are awake enough to recognize it and awake enough to see to to be open to where the divine is moving within that then we can start our deconstruction then we can start to um reorder some things and shake off and 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 take up things that are actually healthy and life-giving and and allow us to become one and it, it To have unity with God, right? Oneness with God and with each other. Um, Not to live fragmented and with with defense mechanisms and to live out of fear and to create religious structures within our own spirits and within just however we create those structures in our lives. We were not meant to live out of fear.
0: I agree. What are you laughing at? I feel like I'm like having a high right now and i'm not at all but you're like glowing <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm very sorry but that's apologize. why i'm like smiling i'm like what the hell is happening are you right having a now? transcendent moment over the, like something is happening no it's very strange we are not leaving this on the recording but it's very strange wow Okay. I'm like, is there a halo over my? Yes, head over? that's how it was. Like, i We don't have to. Anyways, that was weird. It's gone now. Well, no, I want to hear about it. I, we can now. take it off the there recording, was like but a what glow around your body? Like, how? I'm receiving bizarre. this bizarre. And I couldn't help but smile at it. Do you I have know.
1: positive associations with yes. it? It wasn't like it was a weird thing. No. It was like it wasn't. It was just kind of a.
0: And and I thought to myself like. I'm not on. I'm not on drugs right, right now. Like, I like, you know, last time I checked, I hadn't done anything. Anyways, That's, that was hmm. fascinating. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I think I ever seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I I love that you use the word um, freedom, mm-hmm. and not. How do I want to say this? I'm sure it's. I'll just, and I don't know if this is true or not, so this is me projecting, right? Sure. But um, I could see how it's easy to assume, like somebody who's comfortable dropping F-bombs <laughs> and talking about God, like that I don't have reverence for mm, the divine. Okay. And like... This process of deconstruction, if anything, has has created more awe mm-hmm. and mystery mm-hmm. and reverence to me around God than I think I've ever had. Yes. Um. And I think I've always been okay with not having the answers around God. Like for a, a, a very long time, I haven't felt like I needed to know the answers about mm-hmm. God necessarily. It's more like I needed to know needed to go through this process of understanding what I in my soul believed about God so that that could affect and inform my life hmm. you know it was debilitating for me to not know what I believe because then how do I decide what to do about anything sure. you know where does
1: purpose I, fall into that
0: yeah and I think um I don't know this whole process and journey has now almost made me hold more sacred, Mm -hmm. even traditions of the church. Like you were talking about communion and the Eucharist. And like, um, as I was going through deconstruction, I, I thought to myself, like, none of it means anything. Like we've made this shit up, you know, like, and how do we know what's true, what's not yes. true? Like, it's all just stuff we've been taught. And sure. we believe it because that's what our parents believe. Yes. And if I had been born in another country, I'd believe something else. right? And I, all that could still be true. Oh, yeah, I know. And somehow I've gotten to this place that I don't have to explain it. Yeah. And I don't have to be able to rationalize it. It is trans-rational. Yes. It's beyond what I can rationalize in mm-hmm. my mind or in words, and mm-hmm. and there's almost more sacredness and more beauty and more because of the mystery mm-hmm. of it. And yeah, it's it is amazing to me that when I used to when I was going through deconstruction, when I thought about that girl, that freshman, woman in Mm -hmm. college who said that Jesus was the most important thing in her life I Mm -hmm. would think back on that girl and think I'm never gonna believe that strongly in something Mm -hmm. again like and it was like a loss to me that I had lost that and now I would say God feels so much more close and more real and more sacred and yeah I guess I would just say to somebody in the midst of a deconstruction process that like all is not lost yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, cause it can feel like that. Yes.
1: Yes. As I, Ian Cron quoted, um, this person in his book, the road back to you. Mm. Um, specifically when he was talking to my type, the type six, that it's mm. just con- in a constant state of anxiety, anxiety. or worry. Um, it's julian of norwich who says i don't remember what century in which she lived it literally might have been the fifth century i mean it's been a minute but she (laughs) is quoted as saying all shall be well all shall be well and all shall be well Mm -hmm. and i'm like i have been saying that so much to myself to other people just as a little mantra like that has to be true of god it has to be what he's saying to us she it, the divine spirit idol all of it, the trinity you know I'm like how do I qualify this properly um you know it's clunky deconstruction is clunky you learn new things and new concepts but we didn't even ask this question but we're just kind of like reflecting kind of what we would say to um somebody or even ourselves now is like when it feels tender and it makes your throat close up because you could just cry at the tenderness yes when it feels like it just pricks a part of your soul that is so deep that it just feels like it hasn't been touched in so long and it doesn't feel condemning. It doesn't feel, um, churchy. It doesn't feel familiar. It almost feels like so unfamiliar, but so gentle. That is when you know it is the divine working in you, moving and reshifting and reshaping. Like that's how I know So much of what Richard Rohr says, because it has been so counter to what I've been brought up to believe, Mm -hmm. the constructs that I've put around my faith in God, I weep most times I hear his voice because it is so kind and it is Mm -hmm. so inclusive and so gentle and generous. I weep when I see his face because it is so kind. Yeah. It is counterintuitive to what I to associate the God you, the God, learned. the, the, the male leadership in the church, mm. not, not all male leaders. Yeah. I have, I mean, hello. Sure. I mean, not talking about everybody. Sure. Golly. Um, cause there are some really real tender men sure. that have, that
0: have marked me profoundly. Um, but Father Roar represents a tenderness and yes. a kindness yes. almost representation of the divine yes. that like and I'm you correct this, but this is how I interpret how you what he represents mm-hmm. to you. That like like God looking on mm-hmm. you with tenderness yes, 100%. and kindness yes. and
1: yes. that's not the God that you knew. Right. It's not. It's not the constructs that I created. It's certainly not the um example and a home that I had of God Um, so all that to say yes because it is tender because it is sort of unfamiliar to me it it is transcendent honestly like my Mm -hmm. I can't explain what my soul does when I listen to a podcast with Richard and I'm not trying to make Richard or God it it is that he is this lovely extension of the divine and teaches me about um, this beautiful lovely compassion um and grace that is given
0: to me and this understanding you know and what he is for me is all of that and uh, because that's not the part that i struggled with okay the part that i struggled with was how do i have all of that and have a strong opinion sure And he is that both to me because he doesn't shy away from like I'll read his stuff and I'll think damn, like Uh like speak it how it is. Oh yeah. In a way that I'm still growing into, coming out of green and moving into yellow. And you guys, we have referenced Enneagram, we've referenced Spiral (laughs) Dynamics. So we will link to this stuff. So you're not like, why the fuck are they talking about <laughs> colors again? <laughs> or numbers. Numbers and colors. <laughs> so yeah. sorry for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, there's just a ton of wisdom there yes. and and somebody who has forged a path yes. and has even written books to help leave like a little breadcrumb trail totally. for those of us that are hungry yeah. for it. Hungry, you know?
1: voraciously hungry, voraciously yeah. hungry because it's so different than what we've heard. It's so counterintuitive to the constructs that have been given to us or that we've inherited or that we've created, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's new, it's yes. different, but it's familiar. Our souls are familiar with it because it's what they've wanted the whole time because that's the that's the love connection that they've had the entire time that we have just polluted or yeah. that, that ha- have had pollution thrown onto. however yes. you want to phrase it, whatever your experience has been. All of a sudden, deconstruction, you move past all that pollution and you get back to the core of who you are, which is an extension of love, which is an extension of God, of you are an image bearer. Mm. And all of a sudden you're like... Oh, that's who I am. And here are these voices that are speaking that over me and who are pointing me back to this divine love, who are um, setting me free from so much of this stuff, who are putting language around my experience, like Ian Cron or Jonathan Martin or Aaron Nequist or whoever else, you know, mm. that we're reading or listening to. Nadia Boltzweger. Nadia Boltzweger. Oh. Joan
0: Chittister. Yes. Yeah.
1: Jen Hatmaker. Yeah. I mean, golly, you know, like people Leonard who are Doyle. keeping... Oh, Yeah. Yes, like there are these women. I had voices. to get my lady voices. In yes, I'm appreciative that you did. Um, yeah, and so, but it's interesting yes. for me, I have needed tender male voices because I didn't have that. So you needed it. You know, I needed that. So it's interesting because I'm like, oh yeah, those women, heck yeah. But I needed tender male voices pastoral voices that could replace the toxic ones that i have yes. heard and, yes. and the ones that i have allowed to do damage yes and to replace them with gentleness and with ones that go god's not mad at you and it's okay if you walk away from Jer- jerusalem yes. god's still with you if you walk away i you have, know
0: and i have needed strong female voices yes. because i was told i couldn't have one yes Yes, which is bullshit. Yes. I'll we'll just go ahead and say yes. that.
1: Yes. Isn't that so interesting? See, we were uh, exposed to the exact resources God, resources that we needed at the exact time to kind of rebuild and rework these structures that had been deeply bruised and wounded in us yeah. and um if if that isn't God wanting to make us whole and to have a vulnerable authentic connection with his with his image bears with his creation with his children I don't know what is true you know like I don't know why I know about Richard Rohr things just happen like I just yeah. happen to read this happen to listen yeah. this happen what I don't like yeah I, I'm 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 reading him and I'm listening to these people at the exact time I've needed to I couldn't have handled this information three years ago I yeah. probably would have rejected it yeah is not fascinating yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so everything happens in the time that it should so, so back to your point about even like what we'd say to people now who are on the deconstruction path or maybe headed there. Or honestly, maybe you're like I was in the first two years after Julia's death. Like, no, I've got to keep this shit buttoned up because if mm-hmm. I let it go, I will completely implode or explode. Not implode. Yeah. I'm sure you might implode. Both. But but explode. Yeah. It's safe. It's okay. It yeah. feels completely disorienting. Yes. But it is actually the safest place to be. Absolutely. In In a place of raw honesty and raw vulnerability, You're still safe. It's okay. And you're not alone. You're not alone. The wilderness is scary, but you're not alone. People have gone before you. All is not lost. There have been trailblazers ahead of you, alongside you. There are gifts in the pain. God provides. Um, She's so good to do that. Mm. She's so good to do that. And she just does. There is a tender mercy... um, Um, a motherly love a a gentle fatherliness however you want to qualify it however god reveals him or herself to you it happens like i'm still very much in this process but like i can at least say that like there's been a lot of tenderness
0: i think too we're lucky um to be a generation that has so many great leaders who have forged this past so if we if you do come from a faith tradition that tells you that asking questions is wrong or doubting is bad, mm-hmm. I would just say, like, there are voices and there are leaders. Um, like, God can handle it. I'm sorry, 100%. I just believe that. Like, yes. the, the, we're talking about the God that created the mm-hmm. universe. Like, just take a step. Like Look at a picture of the solar system. Right. Get your mind around that and yeah. you think... And this is one thing that I love, that I love, that I love. Literally, the word Israel, which is God's chosen Mm -hmm. people, means to wrestle with God. Mm -hmm. Like, Jacob was given the name Israel after wrestling with God. That's what we're created. We're created to wrestle, and it's okay. And, like, luckily, there are so many voices and so Mm -hmm. many podcasts we Resources, can listen to and yeah. books and leaders that we yes. can look to to help us navigate mm-hmm. this because it is scary yes. it's really scary yes. and you do feel like your world's falling apart and god can hold it and and mm-hmm. i don't know yeah he there's
1: there's space for it there's more than enough space for it there's more than enough space um there's more than enough space for whatever you fear might come of it it's all right. Like, yeah. Don't. It's it's okay. Yeah. Sometimes I want to try to control the process or achieve in a certain way Mm-mm. or make it go a certain Mm-mm. way, and it just doesn't need to. Like it's totally. like, okay, God, where
0: are you in this? Where are you, where are you leading me here? Um, yeah, I feel like Richard Rohr. I I've been quoting so much of him, and I apologize, but don't he, apologize he's ever, just ever like, for quoting that man. Gosh, he's amazing.
1: He's but, also seventy five years old, so yeah. he's had a life to live yes. and a lot of time to contemplate. Yes. So you know,
0: he talks about. Um, he calls it the second half of life, but mm-hmm. essentially we'll just call We'll equate it with deconstruction because we don't need to get into it, but this is in his book falling upward, but he talks about the fact that God is moving us from doing to being, mm-hmm. from achieving to appreciating mm-hmm. from planning and plotting to trusting mm-hmm. the process um, that is happening to us mm-hmm. as we diminish and grow mm-hmm. and, I think that is, there's this peace. Once you've gone through deconstruction, because that's hard, and that's messy, and that's tiring. It's exhausting. Yes. It's fucking exhausting. Yes. (laughs) Just say
1: it what it is. And there is this
0: peace on the other side of just being, Mm -hmm. and noticing, Mm -hmm. and appreciating, and God just become i keep saying become so big but it's like just you're just you just recognize god for who god is Mm -hmm. and that and like you don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. and and then you're called to participate you're already participating and there's still action right there's still but it's like not because you feel like your life depends on it or your faith depends on it it's because there's nothing else you would rather be doing mm. than participate in the story that you're now made aware of. Sure, sure.
1: And I think for me, as you're saying that, I get scared. Like when people say, then you get to, you know, give of yourself and die on your own tree. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I am good. I'm, I don't want to die on my own tree. Like you have to, you get to do all this deconstruction so that you'm like, no, I'm okay. Like, yeah. keep me safe. Yeah. You know, I definitely still struggle with, the fear, and I'm like, oh, geez, is that worth it? Like, yeah. the authenticity of a relationship is, but I'm like, uh, don't make me do anything crazy, Lord. Like, I, I just get, I still get just so wrapped Speaking up in fear. Speaking of
0: Chronicles of Narnia, how did you do with, like, um, when they talked about how Aslan, is he safe? No, but, but he's, he's good.
1: good. Yeah, I still don't love that. No, I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. I'm
0: like, okay. I,
1: Why I, can't you be both? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like, oh, my gosh, his his nearness and 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 the way that they describe sort of their to use a churchy word like anointed bravery when they have to fight battles right Mm. like they sense that you know all of that i'm like okay like i also have to remember particularly as an anxiety-ridden type six i'm just gonna say anxiety-ridden person um somebody who's kind of insecure shifty like what's gonna happen what's you know that there is grace appointed for the moments that i need them i do yeah. not need to borrow future grace i don't need to freak out about when i'm what am i going to do then it's like well we're not there yet number mm-hmm. one number two there's going to be grace appointed when you need it so like just that's something all i'm shall be
0: well. constantly trying to do is just like center myself on the present moment yes Jeff even got me a necklace that says be present because yeah. that was my mantra. That was like two years ago, and I'm still working on it. I don't yes. need a new necklace with a yeah. new mantra. Right. Be present, be present, be present. Presence. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, because yeah. You'll have what you need
1: when the time yeah. comes. And that's exactly what it was like with in the Chronicles of Narnia. And I think just his 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 nearness and honestly, when he it's in Prince Caspian. This is what I was gonna say. This is the part of Prince Caspian. Susan is afraid. And Aslan has finally revealed himself to the to each of the of the kids, and says, "Child, you have listened to fears. Come, let me breathe on you. There, are you brave again?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, I just forget about it. I I can't tell you how many times I I pray, Aslan breathe on me. I mean, mm-hmm. I I refer to God I love as Aslan I love it. because it has helped me want to become closer. I mean, I, I yeah. So there's just this. This idea of like his nearness. um I'm saying his because it's Aslan, and that's just the character I'm working with right now. So I feel like whatever listener is like her. I feel, like, like, I'm I like,
0: feel like now I've set up too, work because I called you on it once, like you referred yeah, to him. Yeah, but you know what? Him. It's that you don't always have to. Male. I know. I'm okay with the male. I don't male pronoun, but. It's but you okay. know what here but I will say it's
1: you but it's a, I I remember that what you're talking about but I've also just read in chapter 2 of Richard Rohr's Simplicity where he's talking about God as mother and father mm-hmm. and us being made in God's image male and female he yeah. created them how I never saw that in my you know however long being of Christian I was
0: like oh that can be a whole
1: There's the yeah I was like there's yeah. feminine energy I had no clue so I am actually trying to work mm-hmm. out how I identify so I'm One it's a thing fumbling thing One thing that
0: I so when the whole revelation of male pronouns for God came on my radar screen, was an undergrad, and I they just said, you can replace his with God. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I just say God every time, and they're like, you can't say God too many times. Right, right. Yeah. So,
1: so, yes, I know what you're talking about, but, I, but it's not really about when you called me out on it. It's also because I'm learning about that, and I, yeah. myself, am trying to fumble yeah. through, like, like, what how do I, how do I how navigate do I this? God. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. wanting to give credence for when there is more feminine energy of God present or more masculine energy yeah. and more, all of those things. Yeah. I'm just learning more about that stuff. So yeah. I know that sounds, to, again, if I was listening to this three years ago, I'd have been like, Homegirl has gone off the deep end. She is a heretic going straight to hell. What's going on with her? And I probably wouldn't have said it out loud because I'm too much of a people pleaser, but I've been like, no, that podcast I'm isn't for me. I now. don't really believe in those things. Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, there's space for that. Like wherever you land, listener, <laughs> on the scale, there's space for what, where you're at. There's space for where we're at. Yeah. There is this glorious amount of freaking space, and I can breathe. Honestly, that's what I'll say. Mm. For once in my faith life, I can breathe.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Mm.
0: Now it's time for Yes, And, the part of the show where we unpack our so what moments. If at any point during this conversation, you've had the thought, yes, and now what? This is for you. So let's start with resources for our friends and listeners. So, um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what have we found helpful as we've navigated and are still navigating this deconstruction process? For me, the Liturgist podcast, um, Michael Gunger and Science Mike, have definitely been on a journey of deconstruction. And they share with such vulnerability and such openness. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of friends on, too, who share their stories. So that was a big one for me. I mean... If you couldn't tell, we're, like, going for most Richard Rohr quotes right, of any right. podcast tonight. <laughs> right? We're so rivaling with the deconstructionist. We hate Richard Rohr. He's awful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love but, you, Father um, Yeah. In case that wasn't clear, sarcasm. <laughs> uh, falling Upward is my favorite. Uh, you're, you've you read Simplicity or are reading, reading Simplicity, Simplicity and That's love the it. only
1: one that I've read. I'm okay. on a, I'm at the beginning of my Richard Rohr journey.
0: My mom was saying tonight, is it Breathing Under Water? Yes. Uh, oh my that's gosh, like the twelve step. Richard so- Rohr on podcasts.
1: We actually have we've listened to a few podcasts with him on to include the typology podcast and the deconstructionist podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, And we have saved those in our highlights. Typically when we are reading or listening to something, we really try to be good about uploading that to our Insta story and then subsequently adding that to our highlights yeah. in our, on our Instagram account. So, um, you know, you can look in the show notes to be sure, and as we go along, we, we are posting that kind of stuff kind of regularly, or we yeah. aim to be, so know that you can always go, what was that book? I don't know what the show notes are. We'll make that clear, but you can always go to our Instagram as well. That's another place that you can find yes. um, these resources. I
0: would say if you are similar to me and um, are in a place where you don't even know what the heck to do with scripture... yeah. And it's not, it's like just little blurbs that spoke to me in Richard Rohr's Falling Upward, but when he talks about this concept of deep time and the importance of myth, Mm. and uh, it really helped me figure out what role scripture or the Bible could play Mm -hmm. in my life again, Mm -hmm. which was something, uh, luckily I had um, great pastors who spoke with such um, approachability Mm -hmm. that it hadn't felt like a rub in church the way that it it had in previous years, um because they were able to bring the message to, to me in a way that felt authentic or I don't know, just something I could wrestle with even if I wasn't ready to read the Bible myself or like even know what to do with it, to yes. be honest. it's 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 in there in falling upward, just his his whole notion of, like, the importance of myth and how they can, um, how sacred myths can communicate truths that are, he says, like, truer than true or, like, things that are, like, not um, factually true but are true at, like, the deepest soul level. And so, for me, that was so helpful to reconcile, like, what do I do with this book, Mm. you know?
1: Yeah. So further kind of because again listeners the the kind of the point of yes Anna's like yes i agree i i echo that or oh i felt it myself and what do i do with it or where do i go from here so this is us just kind of um to reiterate kind it's of pointing you some of yeah some of the resources that we have found to be tremendously helpful i want to echo nadia bolts weber her book past tricks oh she's yeah. amazing. Um, and I don't know her most recent book, but I know she has two books. But I read Patrick's. Scott read Patrick's, You, We have your book that you gave us. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, she, anyway, so Nadia Boltz-Weber, Um She
0: has a little bit of anger uh-huh. still in that book. Yeah. Which I think is fine and yes. okay. Yes. But just to like forewarn you, uh-huh. she's not gentle like Father Richard. Oh, yeah, no. You know, like she calls it like it is Uh and tells it how it is, which I appreciate about her. But just in case you're like comparing which resource makes the most sense. She's feisty (laughs) and it's
1: great. She's feisty and self-deprecating and raw and real and all the
0: things. And Father Roar is like a giant, gentle hug. He's like, he's a representation to me. Well, no, that's not true. I was going to say of Aslan. Um, Sure, the gentle lion, maybe not like the powerful, the lion. like the, some the of gentle those other... The, yeah.
1: the, the Aslan that's breathing on Susan, that is yes. like, you've listened to Fierce Child, are like you brave again? Tenderly yes.
0: tenderly at oh. the children. Yeah, I yes. can't. I
1: mean, you know, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll fall into a puddle of tears if I keep talking about it. But Jonathan Martin, I cannot say enough about what a balm yes. to this wounded soul. He His voice has been, the way he's led the way and put language to things. So Sarah specifically, would,
0: would his podcast be a good place? I think...
1: I think reading his book, "How okay. to Survive a Shipwreck." Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then he had a podcast called the Jono Cast, and then that kind of discontinued. And then he's rebranded to be Son of a Preacher Man. I would listen to every single one of all of them. To be okay. honest, go back to Jono Cast, okay. listen to it if you can still subscribe to it. Son of a Preacher Man, fantastic. Yes. I mean, it's all just so good. But
0: the last one I'll say, just because it, I'm thinking of what would appeal to different like mindsets sure. but science mike from the liturgist podcast wrote a book finding god in the waves oh. and he's a he geeks out over science uh-huh. and he um was an atheist or i want to say atheist not agnostic for many years during his deconstruction process and even like hid it he stayed in the church he led sunday Bless school because him. he thought his marriage would fall apart sure um But he comes at it from a scientific standpoint, so if that resonates or like that's sort of where some falling out is, he's a really great, interesting voice.
1: One thing I would say, too, that I want to say about all of these voices that I think has made them so approachable is that that they are actually approachable. There's no condemnation. No. They've all been there. There's no... No one's proving anything to anybody. No one's trying to get you on a Christian bandwagon. They're not yeah. saying, I fell off and now I'm back on and this is how I know Jesus is Lord. No one's There's doing no that. There's no like end game. There's no end game. They yeah. have no... They're, they've got... They're like... They're just... And you're safe. So safe. Yeah. So safe. So... Um, yeah, those have been some really influential voices and um, just some kind of some good next steps to takes. So we'll have all this in the show notes. And just as a quick reminder, you can always access our show notes by going to our podcast, w- podcast duh our website, <laughs> roomforbothpodcast.com. Or when you listen, like if you listen on iTunes, you can just literally scroll like – scroll down and it they come yeah. there you at the miss bottom. out
0: on the great pictures you
1: do but you so if you want like a comprehensive show notes list I mean you just go to the website room for both but um but that's just something to to remember as we have just kind of spit a lot of resources out um at you guys but is there any I know that we want to start ending with a particular question and we'll get there in a second is there any other Nicole kind of yes and kind of moment for you that you want to yes say before we get into our final question
0: yes when you that moment that you took that big breath and Mm. you said i can breathe (sighs) yeah i need to just breathe more Mm. you know what i mean um and i was kind of being snarky about the be present necklace but like that is what that's still Mm -hmm. my yes and in all of this Mm -hmm. is to connect with my breath more Mm -hmm. do more yoga Mm -hmm. connect with the groundedness Mm -hmm. that exists mm-hmm. and that I can tap into yes. always yes. that I just forget about yeah. um and breath is a big part of that you know like just yes. taking the time to breathe and connect with the divine and the present moment it is the very essence of god it's yeah. numa
1: breath i mean just there it is you know like it's it is crucial um yeah, yeah. so we're going to start ending the show by asking each other, where is an area in our lives where we're seeing room for both, where we're seeing a both and. So mm. with that, Nicole, I will ask, where in your life right now are you seeing a both and? Where are you seeing room for both in any in any capacity?
0: Yeah. So we are gearing up for this move. Uh, we have now moved out of our home in Denver, mm staying with my parents. And I think a big both and that I'm experiencing now is saying goodbye to a, a home and a community and a place that mm-hmm. was so good for us. Mm-hmm. And so he, like still so much healing happened in Denver that had been started in our community in Atlanta. Yeah. And letting ourselves say goodbye to that and open ourselves to this new chapter in London and it doesn't mean we're losing those friendships it doesn't mean we aren't grateful for the season that that was Mm -hmm. for us
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and yeah I guess just that whole notion that um, it doesn't mean that that wasn't enough for us I think that's what I struggled with when we were deciding do we leave Denver do we Mm -hmm. not leave Denver of like We've got it so good here. Perfect. We're so grateful here. And I had some, like, great wise friends help me think through, like, is that an either or, Nicole? Mm. Like, you can be so grateful, and this could have been such a great season that you are perfectly content mm-hmm. in, and you can still decide to take this new adventure and open yourself up to what, what that could be, too. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's bittersweet, that's for sure. Moving is just yeah it's it's balancing tension it's the worst and (laughs) it's also it's just it's 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 a total tension balance for sure um I think an area for me where I'm seeing kind of a both and where I can you know incorporate room for both of something is I'm gonna try to put it into words so I experience I dip in and out of moods very easily. I, I have stored and hold on to a lot of energy that I have not expressed because I have been an avoider or I have mm. thought it was wrong to express. But either way, what goes in must come out. It mm. must come out. Yeah. It's going to bubble out of me some in some way, shape or form, sure. whether it's me snapping at the car in front of me for not going fast enough or when I stub my toe or if Scott doesn't do something the way that I want sure. him to. That energy that I have been storing since, I don't know, I was four. Hello. That just, it, it's going to come out, out right? Of you, yeah. So I'm moving into a place of awareness about that. And I get angry with myself for being irritable or for being moody. And I don't know why. Like, I can't, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's no real reason or I can't trace it. And um, it feels very frustrating to me. And I'm like, I'm, it's is sapping my joy. I don't know. Why? I want to be a person of energy and joy all the time. What's going on? Um, and I, and I have this tendency to want to rush out of the irritability or rush out of the emotion and not stay there. And I feel like what has been communicated to me by God is like, you don't have to rush out of this. Mm -hmm. There is, there, there has to be space for this actually. Um, it's okay you'll move back into joy we'll move back into some laughter yes. but right now and it's okay that you don't know so there's this like I don't know how it's room for both necessarily but it's kind of um well
0: like the joy can exist and so can the frustration or irritability all, all like, like they like don't have minutes. to take away from each other right it's, it's not just human you're yes, human yes
1: yes and there's this. There's this constant airing out of grievances, of tension, of turmoil, of, again, energy stored. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just like, okay, but I it's okay that I feel irritable right now. And I don't have to, I don't have to do anything but acknowledge it. Do no harm in your irritability, yeah. right? But like, just um I don't have to move out of it right now it's here for a reason it's teaching me something I have to have to feel it I don't need to push it down or get so mad at it that I become even excuse <laughs> me more irritable yeah. right like that'll yeah. happen to me all the time so all that to say yeah I think that's an area where I'm experiencing I, I don't know how to qualify with the language of room for both or both and but
0: I get it yeah I get it <sighs> all right gosh what an episode I know. We've been on a journey. We
1: have really been on a journey. So, (laughs) wow. Um, I'm glad we talked about this. I'm glad that we just kind of went there. I mean, I'm glad that we were in person for this one. I'm glad that we were in this sacred space to do so in the comfort of a parent's home. There's something lovely about that. That there was rain. That there was tea. It was perfect. It was so good. Thanks for listening to the Room for Both podcast. We're always open for feedback, so if there was something that you resonated with or would like for us to discuss, please visit roomforbothpodcast.com or find us on Instagram at roomforbothpodcast and drop us a line. And also, while you're at it, would you do us a solid and rate this podcast so that we can eventually pay our sound guy? If
0: you can find him on a podcast if you like... just That's going to sound weird. Eat him up. (laughs) I'm not a priest. We're not including that. Hold on.